Hey there, welcome back to Startup Screen Printing. My name is Jesse. Today we're going to continue our conversation about our pricing strategy. We're going to tackle the area of apparel and the, the cost of the apparel, whether or not we mark up that apparel, um, and you know what the pros and cons might be. And a way that I recommend doing it just because of it's the way that I've done it with my business. I've done it several ways, but this is the way I'm currently doing it and it's working well. So, you know, this may not be the long-term best solution, but um, again, it's the solution that I'm using right now. So let's go ahead and jump in. It is common for decorators to mark up the apparel price before they convey that price to the customer. And oftentimes, I, I feel like this has come from the idea that we are getting this apparel at a discount through a wholesaler. And so in order to flip that and sell it essentially retail, we need to mark it up. There's this, you know, I don't know if it's like just a sense of obligation that we need to mark it up or or not, but it it's just been tradition to do that. You know, it's very common for decorators to do that. Um, when I started at the shop in in my early days of screen printing, that's what we did. In fact, we would mark up um, a substantial amount and build in a little bit of profit on that. And we ran into issues every time a customer would want to bring us their own apparel, though, because that profit that we had built in was suddenly gone because we didn't have anything to mark up. So we had, rather than having some, you know, a dollar or so or even 50 cents of profit on each item, now suddenly we have zero on that portion of our typical profit and we're relying on the rest of our pricing formula to establish some profit on that given order. And, you know, if you do it that way, that's fine. But I would recommend that you build in some base price that you're going to enter into your formula even when a customer brings you their own apparel. So just because they can get that apparel cheaper or they can get it for the same price as you, you still need to be compensated for the uh, process of, of handling the apparel and folding it and just you know, the time that that stuff takes that's not built into your production costs um, or even your admin hours or your design hours or setup hours, there's time spent folding and packing and counting and things like that. So that needs to be compensated in, in your pricing formula. It needs to be accounted for. So I would recommend that you have some base that you start at, whether that's 50 cents um, when a customer brings you the apparel or whether it's, you know, you start at 50 cents and then you add your your formula, adds a little bit, you know, beyond that, but you're just using 50 cents as a fake garment cost to start with. Um, whatever you would like to, whatever makes sense for you that you want to give it a try, see if it works for you um, and go from there. But what I've decided to do, and this is just a recent change of mine because I was going through, I've, I've changed my formula several times since 2017 when I started my own business. I've adjusted made, you know, adjustments here and there, accounted for things, set up some, you know, kind of future-proofing some things that if I were to hire somebody, I've got some hourly wages kind of built into my pricing um, as if I were paying somebody to do that process. So I've, I've done some things like that and I've changed it a bunch of times. And one of the areas that I have changed is the apparel markup. I started with, you know, a pretty substantial markup for apparel because I was kind of under the same impression that's been traditional in the in the industry is that, hey, build in a little bit of profit on the apparel and go from there. Um, and so that's what I was doing. But then I had these situations where customers would bring their own apparel and they would ask me what the price is. And not only did I know I was going to lose out on some profit, but it's just difficult to price that. It's like, well, crap, what do I put in now 
for the garment price. So I had to figure out a way to account for that um, and allow that situation to, you know, allow my pricing formula to flex for those types of situations. So from there, I transitioned to, well, maybe I just need a little bit of extra to cover the handling, the ordering process, the, you know, boxing and folding and stuff, like I mentioned. Um, which by the way, the ordering, I mean, you got to get paid for that. That should be in your admin hours as well, um, that you're accounting for, but man, that stuff is tedious. <laughs> I hate ordering apparel and it's, it's so easy to screw that up. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I, I thought I would just add a little bit. So I would take the garment price and add like 10%. I started with a 10% base for t-shirts and long sleeves and things that were easier to handle. And then I would bump it to like 15 or 20% for hoodies, just because those are a little more difficult to handle. They take up more space. So I added a little extra for that. But then recently I started to think, well, does that really make the most sense? Because now I'm getting paid a little less if I'm doing a cheap t-shirt and maybe too much if I'm doing a super expensive t-shirt, you know, like 10% of a $6 shirt uh, you know, a 10% increase is more of an increase than a 10% increase on a $1.50 shirt. So on those cheaper shirts, I'm now cutting into, you know, the, the, the amount that I'm making, even if I'm spending the same amount of time ordering and folding and counting and boxing. You know, if they're exact same number of orders, I could make, you know, if they're both 20 shirts, I could make $5 or $10, whatever, on this order and $3 on this order. And it took me the same amount of time and same amount of effort. So what I ended up changing to now is a set garment handling fee and it's built into my pricing. So I have my garment price and then separate from that, I have a fee that is per quantity that I've set up that for every shirt, it's this amount for t-shirts. And then it's an additional amount for hoodies, things that are more difficult to handle. So I've been giving that a try and that's working great so far. I, I feel like I'm getting more consistent um, compensation for that area of my business. And I'm not worried about how the garment price is going to adjust the amount I can, um, I'm getting paid for that, that effort. So I'm giving that a try. I may go back to a percentage base um, or I may change to something totally different. But for now, I've got a set fee that I've put on every t-shirt and then a little more for every hoodie. Um, and that seems to be working well. So the last thing I want to talk about with apparel pricing, though, is the price of the apparel itself. If you have accounts with any of the vendors, um, you, know, you know, if you don't yet, they're super easy to set up. But um, you will find that you'll look for some apparel and you'll find that oftentimes they'll be on sale. So, you know, they, they run various sales for different items and different vendors will have those items for sale at different times. And even when they're not on sale, different vendors have those items for a different price uh, at a, on a regular basis. So, um, like, for example, if I'm looking at a 3413 Bella Canvas Tri-Blend, Sanmar has it for one price, which is more than what SNS has it for, which is also different than what Alpha Broder has it for. And sometimes the sale price at one vendor is still above the regular price at another vendor. So whenever you're ordering things, I would recommend that you get accounts at 
as many vendors as possible. I have four I have that I order from regularly, and that's Alpha Broder, Sanmar, SNS, and Delta Apparel. Um, but it's been common practice in the past. I know the, the company I worked at before did this, and we finally stopped um, right before I left. I was able to convince them to transition out of this practice, and then I've never done this in my business. And that is passing along the sell price to the customer, that benefit of that sell price to the customer. So for example, if the shirt is typically $6.90 and now it's on sale for $6.48, that you would put $6.48 into your pricing calculator and determine your price based on that. And essentially giving the customer a better price because the garment's on sale. Personally, I think that is not the best way to do it because I think that it, first of all, that sale price should be your benefit because that is your raw costs. So when you can find your raw costs at a, at a cheaper rate, that is your benefit. It's just like uh, when Ryanet or anyone else runs a sale on ink or emulsion or screens or anything, those are your raw costs that, you know, your costs of goods sold, especially that ink, that's part of your costs of goods sold. That's your benefit. If you find that at a cheaper price, you're not changing your ink fee inside of your pricing formula just to give your customer a better price because you found that ink a little cheaper. So I encourage you to take that sale price as your benefit. Another reason is that sale doesn't last forever. So if you give your customer that price now, it may be that you give them a quote and the sale's about to end and you quote that price for them and they come back in a week to place the order and suddenly that garment has raised in price, but you still honor the first sale price. Well, now you've eaten into your profit. You've increased your costs um, in an area that you weren't accounting for. So you've eaten into your profit on that order because you're paying more for that shirt than what you quoted it for. So what I do is I take the regular price even when it's on sale. And if I know that price at different vendors, I'll take the highest of all of them and use that as my price to develop my, or to, to set up my quote for that customer. Because if I can get it on sale, if it happens to go on sale or if it is on sale and I can order those on sale, great. If not, I want to be able to already cover the regular price if that's what it's priced at. Um, but also just because one vendor has it on sale doesn't mean another's going to. So you will often find that one of the biggest benefits to having accounts at multiple vendors is there will be so many times where one vendor doesn't offer a certain color or they have stock of everything except for one size and you need that size and you just need a few of them. So you got to order those at a different vendor. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've split my orders between SNS and Sandmar or Alpha Broder simply because I, I have a few sizes or one size or a few quantities of one size when, um, that I need to order from another vendor. Um, and because the one I'm main one I would like to order from or the one that's running the sale is out of stock. <clears throat> and so, you know, you're going to have to do that. So if you priced it based on the sale price at one vendor and then you have to go over to the other and order some, you're now losing your profit on those items because you're paying more than that sale price that you quoted it for. So just I, I just recommend that you use that full price and use the highest price that you have access to, to set up your pricing. And um, that way you're covered. And then, um, you know, if you want to do markup from there, totally fine. A lot of people, like I said, will do 50%, 100% even. 
um, on some of the smaller things. You know, obviously you don't want to do a hundred percent markup on a, you know, $18 hoodie. Um, you would be a little, little lower on that, but you know, a dollar fifty t-shirt, sure, do a hundred percent markup on that and ha- you know, put it in your price calculators three dollars. Um, but um, you know, you 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 might begin to price yourself out of some things because it's gonna get a little a little high. But if you want to add an, a handling fee, I think it's great. I, I'm glad that I do that and I'm glad that I transitioned out of doing it based on the garment price, but now it's just based on garment type. So I've got that set markup fee um, or handling fee rather um, that is it is what it is no matter what the garment costs so I think that for me that is turning out to be a more consistent way to get me covered for all the different things I'm doing um, within you know printing taking accepting quoting invoicing and receiving and printing an order so you know you need to get paid for all of that time so that's all I've got for the apparel part. Um, let me know what recommendations you have, how you do it. You may have a, a, an idea that the community would love to hear. And, um, you know, if you've got a great way that you do it, that's worked out well for you and you've got good reasons for that, I want to hear it. Um, because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm all about making adjustments and tweaks to make my pricing formula better all the time. So if you have a recommendation on how you think it should be done or what's worked well for you, it can help me uh, adjust mine as well. So I'm certainly open to that and would love to hear about it. So let me know in the comments, um, you know, what you think about this idea of apparel markup, what experience you have with it, what you've tried that hasn't worked, or like I said, that's worked really well for you. I'd love to hear it. Um, so we'll continue our conversation on pricing in the next episode. Um, we'll begin to dig a little deeper now. We've handled the, you know, the fact that we're going to look at our own scenario for our pricing, our own expenses. And then from there, we're going to price based on, um, you know, what we establish as our, our what's covering our profit, et cetera. And we're going to take our apparel and decide whether we want to mark that up or not. But we're still going to make sure that we're covered for our handling and ordering and all of the other tasks that are involved with receiving and packing apparel. Um, and then, like I said, next time we'll dig a little deeper into more of the fees. So until then, I hope you're having a great week. I uh, hope you have a great day. Obviously, you can see it's dark out here for me. It's actually early in the morning. I'm printing this, uh, recording this first thing before I get my day started. Um, so hope you all have a great day, and uh, we'll see you in the next video.